Welcome to the Noble Eight Podcast, State Reality. I'm Tom Barbelay, and today I'm going to talk about event structures and the implementing of event structures in the Noble Eight simulation. If this sounds like something that's just going to be extraordinarily boring for you and it is of little interest because you don't want to hear about kind of programming concepts as they map onto the Noble Eight simulation, then I probably advise you to stop listening now. The kind of tech nerd caveat warning over. Let me talk a little bit about the ideas that I've been having recently in terms of event structures. I need to preface this in two ways. The first is that I have, through my professional career, encountered various programming environments where event structures are critical. Uh, that is a means of kind of atomizing, in some regard, the things that are going to be going on and attaching them to event. And in terms of either using operating system-based events or roll-your-own events, these are things that I've had some contact with in my professional and my decidedly unprofessional career with Noble Ape. So when I talk about event handling and the methodology that I'm looking to employ, I may put in certain assumptions. I'm going to try and catch myself in doing that, and I will take steps back and kind of describe it. But this is fundamentally a whiteboard discussion, uh, as well as a, a kind of verbal one. So I, I'm debating, actually, for this to be the first podcast that features slides. But I think probably it would be better not to, as I know a number of people listen to this podcast on a number of different players that don't actually support slides and other things. So I'm going to keep it in MP3 for the time being. If people do have questions, please email me, tom at noblape.com. I suspect I will have to create some documentation to discuss this as well. But to return to the problem at hand, why would I want to implement event structures in the Noble simulation? The simulation to date has been very, very serial in some regards. Historically, it was programmed on a machine that was at least five generations behind contemporary computing. And when I reflect on the original 68,000 that the Noble Ape simulation was written on, it really kind of explains why a lot of the philosophy to do with the simulation has been the way it has been. Uh, for example, e even introducing 16-bit multiplication was a, was a big addition to the initial simulation. And then now 32-bit, and maybe even in the near future, 64-bit. So all these things are uh, just a kind of background narrative to uh, why the simulation has been uh, developed in a primitive fashion from the kind of get-go. Event structures enable a particleization of the various processes that go in the simulation. The simulation has currently three separate layers which are diagrammatically described in one of the introductory screenshots to the simulation or actually the Novolape site. However, just to give a recap on that, there is the simulation core, the platform independent GUI layer and then the platform specific code. The simulation core and the GUI layer are fundamentally independent although to date the simulation has been done in a very time cycle oriented manner. Now to give some background to what that means, that means that basically a single time cycle of the simulation is run in the simulation core and then rendered in the GUI and then transmitted up to the uh, platform specific code. So these three layers work in quite uniform time cycles which are kind of jarringly divided. So the simulation core runs, then the GUI renders, then the platform 
code puts it on the screen. This is relatively useful in a single process, a single thread structure where these things cannot be done independently by, by different processes. But the first break in this came when a couple of Apple engineers back in 2003 decided that because the cognitive simulation code was at the time the greatest use of processor that it made logical sense to divide the cognitive simulation in two independent threads that could potentially be farmed out to two separate processors with a kind of main central thread. Probably about six months ago I decided that the graphical rendering as well could be done independently of the simulation core and thus stack the kind of graphical rendering in parallel to things that were going on in the simulation core. So for example weather, actually weather's a bad example, weather's kind of calculated at the end, but various things could be layered in such a way that certain processes on the simulation core versus the graphics rendering could be done in parallel which kind of created some kind of threading and slightly more even weighting to the original Apple code. What I'm proposing now is that large portions of the simulation and graphics rendering are actually atomized and are called from specific events which can be called either from the simulation core, the GUI or the platform dependent code layer in such a fashion that all the processing could be spread over more than two processes. As it is currently the simulation is relatively bound with two processes but as you get quad and eight and sixteen core processes coming out and they are kind coming in the very near future I'm sure even though I have some connection with Intel I have no privy knowledge with regards to this but I'm sure they're coming up so uh, I would like to kind of preemptively design the simulation to allow it to run on these processes plus now I have an Ethernet network set up at home I need to actually get the network component of the mobile app simulation going this is something that I've always wanted to do but never really had the kind of home network set up it would be fascinating because I will be running PC and Mac together so the network code will need to be PC and Mac workable interoperable from the very get-go so these two things kind of go hand in hand the first particleizing the simulation into events and secondly working on ways to distribute the simulation over networks now initially um, this would seem to be a relatively complex problem and it, what fascinates me is that I'm recording this in parallel to biota.org chat although I'll be releasing biota.org chat spread out sporadically but one of the points that came up with the my biota.org chat with Gerald de Jong yesterday was the idea of what problems in one's own head, and I'm not talking here about mental problems, I'm just talking about being able to rationalise or explain internally in the brain, can map onto reality and software development. And the problem is that we have this kind of cloud with regards to complexity where we have this immediate aversion thinking this is too complicated when in actual fact if you atomize problems and if you reconstruct them and then look to optimize this issue of complexity kind of dissolves as an irrational component so what fascinates me with regards to moving the noble ape simulation into an event structure is just that this complexity in fact is then low offloaded onto you know many different processes and potentially over network as well and really it's a, a reintroduction of some very fundamental components of the simulation I, I love kind of flipping these things backwards and forwards changing it up moving things around because you'll always find weak points that had previously been covered by some overbearing structure and here I mean structure in terms of a, a kind of black box structure as opposed to a programming structure let's discuss events a little bit when I say an event I am basically just referring to a, a particleized bit of code 
and that just means the piece of code which is called through some function interface and then it, it can be set off at an independent time in an independent way but once it has been called initially it will be set off and it will be executed and when it concludes execution it either passes that information back through some mechanism or calls another event or this is still to be decided i have pages of paper and notes and scratching backwards and forwards in my own thinking but I think the way things are looking with regards to event structure and low late simulation is it will be the simplest possible kind of event structure almost um, a kind of mini thread farming method if that makes any sense but the idea that there are countable events and non-countable events that there are events of for example if you are simulating uh, the number of eight brains for example that is a countable event you will fire however many of the eight brain simulations and then you will do a countdown to work out when you're done doing that or alternatively fire in the final brain event or fire all the brain events and then a kind of end brain event that says okay we've done all the brain simulations now that's slightly problematic because you can have a brain simulation the second to last or last brain simulation which is still being calculated when the i'm done flag is fired so my thinking is the countdown to end makes logical sense so there are countable events and non-countable events as i see them currently i'm thinking about priorities because uh, event priority may make some sense as things are currently I don't see that there is any particular need for event priorities if the conclusion of various things is actively tracked. If you look at for example the graphics component the GUI, the platform independent graphics component, it would be foolhardy to start some kind of graphical rendering until the particular simulated entity that's being graphically rendered to conclude it and in the case of for example a map where you have all the apes on screen, you want a situation where all of them are on the are finished doing what they're doing before you actually start the rendering. So the ability to switch events or have conditional components to events which cause other events to take priority over the previous events, these kind of things, is, I'm certainly very receptive to that and I'm still thinking again on, on paper in terms of how to actually implement it, but that aside from countable events is the only other need. I think there is a need for not in terms of the event structure but in terms of the event interface for some kind of weight component and this I'm thinking about quite heavily uh, in terms of how to actually implement a, a, an event weight mainly because I don't want anything that slows things down too much the worst kind of event weight is a while loop that looks for a piece of shared memory being changed and I think that's wrong and I don't also want an arbitrary waiter that just checks for that what piece of mem shared memory and has an arbitrary weight in the while loop so these kind of things are, uh, are heavily in my thinking with regards to an overlay of event structure but I think it's all doable and I think what will come out of this, in some regard, is something that is very, very scalable. What fascinates me with regards to any event implementation is it's very easy to actually resolve it back to the original processor by just saying, run this code when the event is called, specifically in the case where there is only a, a single thread, single processing chain. And whilst it isn't the most optimal way to do these kind of things, it at least protects it in terms of running on the most primitive kind of hardware versus uh, the very very latest most contemporary hardware so I have kind of kept that in mind I'm always aware of kind of back scalability as well as forward scalability and I think it'll be critical to maintain at least probably in the next four or five years some way of maintaining the simulation running on a single thread as opposed to requiring many many threads so anyway, that is my thinking with regards to event structures and low light simulation. As I do more development, I will be sure to record more podcasts. If you have any feedback, questions, musings, 
tom at noblape.com. I love receiving listener email. It's always fun to hear about what people are thinking about when they listen to the podcast and what they're doing, moreover. A phenomenal amount of exercise is done whilst people listen to the Noble Ape podcast. i got to thank people for putting it into their uh, MP3 players as they are cycling, running, walking, and doing various other things that I wish I could be doing too. In some sense, you are doing them with me. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Look forward to you tuning into the next podcast.